When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We got to give away our tickets. That's I forgot to right. say that we had these. We've got Derek Hoffjoy. We've been giving away Symphony of Dance tickets. Six five one six four one one zero seven one seventh caller. He is coming to the State Theater on Tuesday, October thirty first, uh, with his um, show. Symphony of Dance is what it's called. I like so, it. anyway, he um, he is by far the best he's dancer so good. we've he's ever so seen. And this this would be so wonderful yes. to see him. I mean, because he is so good. Yeah, don't and try I, and talk. I can't. No, I, know. I don't know what's I'm going sorry. on in your voice there, but we can't drink some water. You're choking. <laughs> Grant's taking the phone calls, yes. but we've been giving those away all week. We got one more set to give away tomorrow, and I have to catch you up, Julia, on the Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney. Hoopla. They've been filming this m- movie down under and they came and presented it or presented, you know, at CinemaCon, anyone but you. And apparently it's a modern retelling of a Midsummer's Night or Taming it's so of the funny. Shrew. It's a, a modern retelling of a Shakespeare movie. But it's or so funny play. to me when they say it's a modern retelling of some of some play. Most people don't even know what it's about anyway. Well, 10 Things I Hate About You is was, the Taming of the Shrew. Right. You know? But again. Yeah, people, people might, might not know what that. What does that mean? Anyway, we all have had eyes and we have watched these two just basically flirt and the Instagram and everything. The and bathing suits down under. And down under. I mean, it's sizzling energy. They're basically eyeball boinking each other. And um, his girlfriend, Gigi Paris, let Page Six know yesterday that they broke up in early April after three years of dating. And it had nothing to do with what was going on down under. And I thought, well, nobody believes that. Right. Her fiance called TMZ and said she's very much engaged. Stay tuned. Oh, so... Well, I mean, someone called TMZ and said the way it was worded, they're very much engaged, and he was spotted walking her dog. Sydney Sweeney's. Yes, this creepy older guy who's been with her for like five years, and she's only 24. We don't like him for her. We do not like older men He's 39, and they dated for five years. Yuck. Yuck. Predator. Get together with Glenn Powell. Yes. So anyway, so stay tuned. We might still be getting, you know, something is happening there. But we all know who Gigi Pierce is now. Yes, we do. That was one thing. Um, earlier this week, Patty Lapone was in the <laughs> clubhouse. And um, he plays a game with her. Uh, do you give a damn? Right. 
I love this game. I do too. Because he plays it with a lot of people. I just yes. love it. Like, do you care about this? Or and that? Patty Lapone is a regular in the Ryan Murphy universe. She starred in AHS before. She played a Christian fundamentalist in Coven and was in the most recent one, New York City. Um, that was about the, that. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, okay. It was real sad and depressing. But okay. anyway, it doesn't look like Patty will be in next season, which stars Emma Roberts, Cara Delevingne, and Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Yes. And so while she was on Watch What Happens Live, he asked her, do you give a damn that Kim Kardashian is now acting in season 12? <laughs> and she said, yes, I do. And he goes, you don't like it, do you? And she said, no, I don't. Excuse me. Excuse me, Kim. What are you doing with your life? Don't get on the stage Mrs. Worthington, which is a reference to a 1935 Noel Coward song. Okay, like who would ever know that? Exactly. Um, but but I, the thing about Patti Lapone is she has she's so outspoken. And when asked about anything, Madonna playing Evita, oh in yeah, famous the, in the movie Evita, which Patti Lapone played on Broadway. Yes, she said she was awful. Yeah, yeah. But what a horrible thing to do. Right. She stunk. Yeah, she stunk it up. She sucked the oxygen out of the yeah, movie yeah, scrap yeah. scene. So she, I love. So Andy knows I what he's her. doing when of he's asking he does. these He's things. trying to get headlines from well, this. and she was in Ryan. She's been in. Sure. You know. So anyway, Axis Hollywood. Posted about Patty Lapone's thoughts on Instagram yesterday, and Sharon Stone dipped into the comments. Oh dear! And wrote this. Well, dot dot dot. You know, dot dot dot. Acting. It may not be brain surgery, but we do treasure our art. We studied. We suffered. We do suffer for it. Ten thousand hours. It's a thing. Okay. Well, here's the first one. <laughs> There's so many people who have done acting besides Kim Kardashian for people to all get in their undies in a bundle about Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And think of how many musicians who have tried to act that you're like, what are you doing? Or just, you know, yeah, she has 10,000 hours of acting by just all the time she was married to Kanye West. There you Can go. you imagine so, how much acting she had to do with him? I guess I just don't like the hate around Kim for this because so many other people have done it. Big deal. Okay. So many people don't stay in quote unquote what people define as their lane, you know. <laughs> she was on her. We, ma- her. We, remember, we tuned in and watched her when she was on that one with the two waitresses in the restaurant when Kim Kardashian had a guest uh, spot in like two men and a girl or two girls in a bar or they were those... oh, the two waitresses. Yeah, yeah. What was she that? was on two that broke two broke girls. Yeah, two broke. So girls. she was on that. We watched it. She I wasn't horrible. Remember. She played herself. Yeah, that's but, the thing. She can only play herself. Well, what do we know? We've never seen her. Maybe she's been doing acting class while she's t- doing her legal classes. Who knows? I'll look forward to the filler frozen performance. Well, there you go. But I mean, she did a good job when she was hosting SNL. Yes. So you never know. Yeah, you never I just, know. Maybe Patty will eat her words. I just, I Patty just cracks me up because she is so. I you gotta love an outspoken person. Yeah, and Brian set her up. Yes, let's tee up this question for you. Okay, so Leah Remini has entered the chat. Um, late last year, Danny Manor, Masterson was tried on sexual assault charges in Los Angeles, and people know him from the 70s show, and it ended with a hung jury. Yes. And the prosecu- prosecutors decided they would retry him. His retrial started this week, and the first day of the retrial on Monday, who appeared but our supreme um, 
killer of Scientology and David Miscavige's worst nightmare, Leah Remini, showed up in the courthouse. And she showed up to support the three former Scientologists who've accused Danny of sexual assault and Scientology of trying to shut them up. And surprisingly, not at all, the Scientology goons didn't want her there. Leah took to Twitter to explain her attendance. She said, um, um, she said, today I attended the opening arguments in the rape trial of celebrity Scientologist Danny Masterson. I attended to show my support for the women who were not only brutally raped by Danny, but then subjected to years of harassment by Scientology. Then she went on to spell that Danny's legal team asked the judge to remo- remove her from the courtroom. Can we say thou dost protest too much, yes. Danny? According to Variety, Danny's alleged victims, all members of Scientology, which prosecutors explained interfered with the women feeling safe enough to come forward with their stories. So the the prosecuting attorney said, you know, Scientology handles things internally. You don't go to the outside world. So they are this time the DA is leaning on the Scientology thing. So they have he's a different allowed? judge. Yeah. OK, so they're allowed because the last time he was tried the, um, they tried to keep it be separate thing. You couldn't bring up anything Any about Scientology. Scientology. And Scientology is the basis for why they couldn't even come forward. So good. Yeah. That's good news. And I think if they are worried about it, they should have Tom Cruise go. Yeah, right. <laughs> did not ben like Shelley. Leah. Yeah, they did not like Leah no, in there. Well, so Tom, I hope she continues to I be a too. thorn in their evil sides until they get their tax exempt status do pulled away. too. Uh, he, I still... You know, he was on the recovery wagon and people kind of were forgetting about all of his Scientology's things. I think he was like, on, he had such an opportunity when the Academy Awards was happening. Oh, I know. He had such an opportunity to to take it all in and be a part of the industry of filmmaking and just on the biggest night and instead he doesn't go. I think people's opinion of him just turned sideways, backwards, so far again. You know what I mean? He had such an opportunity. But w- and he, he was really, such a baby. He has painted himself into a corner, yeah. Julia. He's painted a, himself into a nice corner. And I think a, nice a lot of people corner. saw it. Yeah. Because I think um, people were willing, Steven Spielberg, you know, willing to give him an arm reach. Mm-hmm. Because he did help movie theaters and yeah. movies. And then for him to piss on the big night... Because he had to go be at Michael Caine's birthday party two days later in the UK, you know. Yeah, right. Um, Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, has canceled all their original programming. And their big original programming was the Red Table Talk. Which was Facebook Live. No, I mean, it's... That's what it was called. That's the platform. Yeah, that was what it it was called. It would be run on Facebook Live. It would air it on their live Facebook Live. Yes, everything has gone... So they canceled... A show that seemed like it didn't cost anything to produce and was put on a free platform. <laughs> well, they made it rain all over 20,000 employees that they gave a pink slip to. So, Well, technology is um, suffering right now, big time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm sure when Jada got the news, she probably flipped her red table. And she's wait, went to Amazon and, and said, to- Jeff Bezos, pick me up. Yes, and was like, Willow. And, you know, that spawned off the spinoff table show, The Estefans, Gloria Estefan. I know it. I used I know. to love Gloria Estefan. Mm-hmm. 
Come on, Jumping Bottom. Anyway, we're never going to get a red table talk with Chris Rock and Will Smith. That's what that means. Um, yeah, all we the were face- never going to no, anyway. If you watch that, if yeah, if you watch the the wait, I know comedies. Oh yeah, we were never. But apparently, there were tons of shows that were on that Facebook Live really? thing, and, and now they just- they're in the graveyard of social media. It's just donezo. Ugh. But that was the most popular show, right? And yeah. and really. She- Wow. I wonder if she'll look for... She seemed like that's what she loved to do. Um, well, she could try and pretend to be a caring talk show host on in a movie or a TV. Oh, Lord, you're funny. <laughs> you're such a brat. Grant, look at the time. I know. <laughs> it's go. time for the Dirt Alert. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here for Chanhassen Dinner Theater, and we love talking about them. It's an incredible place with great traditions, and it's a fun place to make Memories with your family. Yeah, it's a good, good date night out. And if you're looking, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. Maybe you want to get together with your mom or some other friends. But you don't need uh, any, you don't need a good reason to go to the Jan. Just know that you'll have a great time. The prom so is fantastic. Big song and dance numbers. Maybe you haven't been to New York in a while. You need to see a Broadway show. This is a Tony Award winning Broadway show. And it is just fun. And it's a whole lot of happy. It is. It's hilarious. It's playing now through June 10th. Concert series at the Chan are awesome. Coming up tributes to the Disco King, Steve Winwood, the Carpenters, and Mick Sterling's Vintage Vegas show. For all the details and tickets, visit ChanhassenDT.com. Chanhassen Dinner Theater's Always entertaining you. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Grant, what do we have today? Let's get into some CinemaCon dirt. We did a little bit of this, uh, what was it, Monday or so, I think, after the first weekend of it. We talked about some CinemaCon news, but there's some stuff that has come out over the last couple of days that I just want to bring to your attention that's just fun. So starting off with one of the greatest uh, first two movies of all, A Quiet Place, John Krasinski, his creation. Oh, so you remember the A Quiet... Third, the third one? The third one. So this third one now, as we all know, is a prequel to the first two. And the biggest thing about this third one is Lupita Nyong'o is going to be the main character in this one. And I love what they're doing. So instead of like, so they're giving you day one of the, of, of the, of the outbreak when, not outbreak, but when aliens come and they basically, you know how this is based on if any type of sound happens, they're going to hear you and they're going to kill you. So what did they do? They brought it to New York City. So in the trailer that they showed at CinemaCon, they show Lupita Luongo kind of battling through what New York City would be like the loudest city in the country when this alien invasion hits on day one. So it has nothing to do with his family. We're going completely away from, you know, them trying to survive. And we're going to see this in New York City. Cool. Really cool, right? And the other part of it too is John Krasinski is not going to be writing this one or directing it. He's handed that off because he wants he's going to be working on this family friendly musical called If. Have you heard about this at all? No. So no, this no. he's doing this and he's all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Said that he, he loves what he did with Quiet Place, but this was inspired by his love for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, right. And he thought that, that this was a time for him to do a movie musical for his kids that they can watch. And he joked before they were 40 years old because he can't let his kids watch A Quiet Place 1 or 2. Right. So it's very, right. very scary. So he won't be a part of the... He's going to be an executive, kind of like a side you know, eye to the whole thing, but he didn't have like the control over this one like he did the first two. All right. Yeah. And at CinemaCon, we got Tom Cruise, his usual show up. Well, he didn't show up, but the producer and they provided a trailer and a 20 minute scene from his upcoming Mission Impossible film. Oh, so in the, did pa- the, the theater owners like that. Yes, like yes, that, yes, know? they did. And they also liked another person who showed up. And I'll tell you about that in a second. But in past years, Cruise would always debut uh, uh, from one of his films, like a big stunt scene, you know, where he was hanging off the side of a plane or skydiving or mm-hmm. something. But this one, they provided a trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, and they provided a 20 minute scene. Now, in this scene, him and his co character, played by Haley Atwell, mm-hmm. uh, they are handcuffed together. And they have to go, they're getting chased around in this really intense, high-paced chase scene. And they're trying to just battle this through. But the one thing it gives me the feel of and what they said, this film appears This film appears to be a two-handed, two-hander hander between Cruz and Atwell, who are at odds against each other, but they must team up to survive in the whole thing. So kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith a little mm-hmm. bit, maybe? Well, yeah. I mean, Tommy Girl did try and promote the idea that he and Haley were dating and she was not having any of that. That's true. That's true. Remember so, that? Yes. Tried to yes. say that she was his girlfriend. Yes. Her PR people pushed like, back. Yeah, not a good move. But uh, so Dead Reckoning Part 1 now has been moved up two days to July 12th of this year. And we're going to get Dead Reckoning Part 2 is expected to be released June 28th of 2024. So big applause, big ruckus. From the theater this. owners need more movies. Yes. Well, yeah. They need more movies. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. And and a big guy who's always been a proponent of the theaters, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. He also unveiled a nice new trailer for Oppenheimer. Right, but oh, that right. was going to be a July opener, and now it's not opening until September. Exactly. I wonder what. But people uh, apparently after because they, they sh- want to push it for the award season. There you go. But that when they when they brought it out after they brought out the footage and they played it for everybody, he came out and just you know obviously started talking about his love for theater and got a huge applause due to this, you know, this this upcoming movie here called Oppenheimer, which is about the man who created the A-bomb. And lastly, one more thing from CinemaCon. This was really cool. So they were talking with, uh, with people from, I believe it was, Universal, and, and they were talking, and it was the Flash director. So the movie The Flash Director mm-hmm. from The Flash. He was recently talking with uh, IGN at CinemaCon, and he said that Michael Keaton did two really cool things when he was there. He did one thing. He put on his new bat suit, and he asked him to take a picture of him so he could send it to his grandson because his grandson's such a big fan of his old Batman movies, and that was kind of a fun moment. But he also said when Michael Keaton got into the set of this new Flash and they saw the Bat Cave, he just sat there for about like 15 minutes in complete silence and just took it all in, and he was so overwhelmed by how... You know, great it was, and how how the nostalgic factor for him to be back in the Bat Cave that he was in thirty years prior. 
Wow. Yeah. So that's just kind of a fun little side note from CinemaCon there. But um, yeah, one more one more movie note here, and then we'll get into some other news. But uh, Melissa McCarthy, we've talked about her, and she's on the cover of People magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And she was for the what was it? The beautiful issue, twenty twenty three. Yeah, beautiful the, issue. The beautiful, beautiful people issue. Beautiful okay. people issue. Love it. And she's been talking a lot. You know, yesterday we learned that she pretty much begged the director of well, she begged him, kind of coerced him to let her play Ursula. She really, really, really wanted to play Ursula in the upcoming Little Mermaid mm-hmm. movie. Today it has come out that uh, she said that she would jump at the chance to play one of her beloved characters again, that being the one she played in the movie Bridesmaids. Oh, that was, she was so good in that. And what she said, she tells people in this week's cover story that this group of women was the most magical thing ever. Almost all of us were already really good friends, and it was such a magical time. She said, even if we're in our 90s and they ask us to do it, <laughs> we do I'm going to be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Oh, right? that's so cool. And I would love to see, like, even her, because you remember when she had the, the guy that she met on the plane? That's her husband. That's her real life. Yes. Yeah, and then, you know, the bear sandwich at the end. But it wouldn't it be kind of cool if she got married, and then it was her bridesmaid like bridesmaids for her i don't know i think that would be kind of a fun take on it yeah i mean they could pick any of them any of them really yeah Yeah. but i think melissa was she was oh and she also talked about how a lot of them did not want to film the most infamous scene in that movie which was where they are trying on wedding dresses oh sure yeah and And they got sick and they all (laughs) but she said it ended up being one of the funniest moments and they still laugh about it every time they get together they talk about it and they just laugh about that particular scene which that's fun we can all laugh a little bit about now let's do one little thing here about uh shutting down some rumors nick Lachey and Vanessa, Nick and Vanessa Lachey are right now going to remain as the Love is Blind co-host despite fans setting up a petition to have them be replaced by one of the original couples on the show, which was uh, Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton. So this was kind of a rumor that was floating around the last couple days, but it is. Well, just because fans want somebody replaced doesn't mean anything. I know. know. Entertainment Tonight has come out to say that there is this petition, like you said, it means nothing. It means nothing. Well, that's good. Job security for those two. Although they really are terrible hosts at that. I mean, they had never done a reunion before, and then they had all the disasters. Well, they're wooden. They are beyond wooden. It's yeah. not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not. Hosting is not easy. I mean, there's reasons why some people are. I mean, there are some people that are really good at it. True. But I don't think it was helped at all because of how um, you know Netflix was having the problem not getting it on the platform either. Yeah, it's so started, they got a lot of flack for that. Yeah, that started the anger, and then the follow up with just the poor performance didn't do them very well. That's for sure. That's your my talk. Yeah. Hey gang, it's Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. And David just wants to thank people. We told people yesterday, Dining Out for Life is happening tonight. Yes, There's it is. There's 95 restaurants in the Twin Cities, and you can support Dining Out for Life by going to one of the 95 restaurants. You can do takeout, delivery, go to diningoutforlifemn.org, and all of the money goes to helping people who are living with HIV and AIDS. Love be able this. To, it's a great, I it's mean. It's been going on for years. This is a 1991 very, is, love this. is when Dining Out for Life. And David is always really great. He likes to use his ads when this time comes around to remind people it's happening. It's happening tonight. And um, isn't Jones in the Park? Jones one in of the, the Park is part of it. That They might not have any reservations, but there's so many good and casual places there's yes. a broad range of restaurants go to diningoutforlifemn.org if you want to donate directly find a restaurant david appreciates it 
Okay, so if being a bully leads to success, why doesn't everyone act that way? This is a question I have for you as I was perusing the journal Peer J, you know, peer research studies. Wow. Yeah, and really they've done... If being a bully leads to success, why doesn't everyone act that way? It's not against the law. Why am I interested in this topic? Well, I'll tell you, because... This study went through 37 years of primate da- data from Jane Goodall about chimpanzees. Oh, oh, That's, we, have a, we have a small right. connection to Jane in our family, actually. My cousin worked with Jane for a long time. My cousin's wife worked for Jane for a long time. And at his wedding, Jane did a video message for the two of them oh, at wow. their wedding. Oh, wow. I love her. She I, is. She's, she's amazing. Um, yes. yes. Amazing. Sorry, sorry, I had to sneak that in. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That it was. No, they, they had 37 years of her primate da- data. And. What they found is that at least for chimpanzees and chimpanzees like humans have their own distinct personalities. Yes, they do. Some are easygoing. Others like to pick fights with people. And the study offers from Duke University were like, okay, they found that aggression and dominance in the chimpanzee world has an association with high rank and good reproductive success for a chimpanzee that acts that way. The, uh, uh, you know, let me see what else. Aggression, greed, and irritability keep the male chimps high up the social ladder. Does that sound like anybody you know in the public eye? (laughs) Um, And it gives them more benefits in the animal kingdom, more chances to mate and have babies, which that is the ruler of the animal world. But, yeah, they studied all these Chimpanzees, and they had Jane Goodall's data because she's been studying chimps forever. Forever. And so, yeah, if you ever feel like all your bosses are jerks, there's an evolutionary reason for that. Uh, You know, acting like a cutthroat bully has been a way to get ahead in, in life. The chimps have known it, and people know it, and we've seen it. We've seen people be bullies, and we've been astounded at how far they get in life by being bullies. Ugh. I know. This is yeah. True. So thank goodness not everyone acts that way. Thank goodness that um, there are just as many people who, um, you know, think that, you know, acting affectionate and being kind is a way to get ahead. But the interesting thing with this thing. But I don't even know that you think. Yeah. You don't know. Where well, this. The, the the Duke University theorized, think of the personality traits that lead some people to peak in high school rather than later in life. Fine. Okay, fine. Think got it. it got way. it. Got it. Got All it. Right. Got it. So here's a theory. The average person wastes a lot of money every year in groceries. Oh, Lori, that came Maybe out. $3,000? Yeah. Yep. And they said it's like $263 a month or something, and it's primarily in produce. Yeah. And that's why you're supposed to put your produce in the front of your refrigerator. That's why this study yes. looked familiar no, to me. No, that's so, but it's it's the truth. I mean, you lettuce sometimes either you buy it in the smaller bags or you buy a head of lettuce. Yeah, it it goes. Yeah. Do you want to know something? Oh. I have a theory. If you don't go grocery shopping, you won't have to throw away anything. Um, I have barely gone theory. grocery shopping since, since I got back from Hawaii. That's He's like, are you theory. ever going to grocery shop? I go, look at all that good Trader Joe's food in the freezer. Let's get eating that. 
You're funny. I, I agree. I haven't right? been in the mood, and I love grocery you shopping. You love to shop. I love grocery shopping. I find it <laughs> very relaxing. Are you started out with a bang having Easter. Maybe that tainted that everything did. for you. That did. That tainted everything. That, that, that was absolutely buzz. horrible. <laughs> everything. Oh, my God. But really, it that's a good theory, Lori. Okay, here's a theory. Mm-hmm. Have researchers in California figured out a fountain of youth? They say there's a pill on the horizon after scientists slowed aging in yeast. Well. Well. Apparently, we have a lot of similarities to, to yeast. yeast. Humans, well, we have it in our body. <laughs> we have gene regulatory circuits responsible for aging, which are very, very similar to those found in yeast. And um, this last is, year, last week, it was worms that we were similar to worms for something else. Well, this is a fountain of youth. We're looking right. to get younger, Julia, without well, any surgery. Well, I hope surgery. they hurry up and expedite this. Get going. We need all the money. Did you know yeast belongs to the fungi kingdom? Yes, I do. Oh, you did? Yes. Wow. Hence the infection. I'm shocked that you knew that. Yeah, hence the infection. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I did know this. I I think because it was a, one of my sisters was okay. a yeaster. Okay, well, gene um, circuits yeah. are similar to home electric circuits that control devices like appliances and automobiles. So yeast and human genes, humans have these similar genes. So they researchers are working on slowing the aging process through science and they are having some luck with using yeast as a model organism organism because of its simple cell structure. So anyway, fingers crossed that they're going to come up with something uh, for yeast. But in the meantime, the the fountain of youth is this. Eat right, exercise daily, and get a lot of sleep. Eating (laughs) healthy, lots of exercise Uh, and sleep, sleep. normal weight, normal blood pressure, cholesterol, glucose, and not smoking. Yep. Yep. So... Nothing new there. Nothing new there. Nothing new on the horizon there. I love there. Okay, what's another good theory (laughs) I could give you? Why are some children shy? Where science is studying. You know how, like, little littles will be... When they meet somebody new, and this yeah, was published in yeah. Child Development. Okay. And um, so there's two kinds of shyness. There's temperamental shyness, which is, if that's just part of your personality, and what they call state shyness, which that pops up during social situations. Okay, okay. And researchers um, wanted to understand why so many children are shy in social settings. Hmm. There's a lot of people. They studied 152 children between seven and eight years old. And does it have to do with exposure? No, it really doesn't. Uh, basically, they said um, there's been a long standing theory that there's just a subset of temperamentally shy children that will just behave emotionally or whatever when put in certain stressful situations. And that was just always. Felt like that was, you know, that psychologist, that was it. And um, the findings did provide empirical support for this long theorized idea that there may just be a portion of children that are temperamentally shy. That's just the way they are. That's it's not anything. There's that, nothing wrong. There's nothing, nothing wrong. It's not social based. It's nothing. Not, 
environmental based. Um, okay, that's they're just, just the temperamentally well shy. What makes us all different? That's right. And then other times people have state shyness. In in yes, the social situation. Yes, like in Abby's book, yours truly, Jacob had state shyness. Yes, he, he couldn't. He thought he could, the thought of yes. going up in a crowded bar and ordering right. a drink. Yes. Know. So anyway, I got to be honest with this one, Julia. It was published in Child Development. I and you didn't care. Glazing. I can't even believe you're bringing up something to do with children. Oh well, you know, I'm, I'm here. A... I'm here to help. Okay, thank you. I'm kind of a, laughing at that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to surprise people once in a while with my, uh, you know, studying the studies and journaling the journals, theorizing the theories. Good job. All right. Good job. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are going to see the movie premiere tonight that the Twin Cities is getting before other places. Mm-hmm. Book book club, the, the next, next chapter. chapter. So I'm kind of excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it looks good. I've it, seen ads for it on TV. We're going to Italy. We're going to Italy tonight. That's I love it. That's right. And we got a Met Gala appetizer with the Time 100, uh, those photos. Oh. My gosh. You know, Austin Butler and Kaya... Gerber, they were at the Met Gala last yes, year. They, they were, were at this. They were steaming up the carpet. Doja Cat, what was she wearing there? Um, Something sheer that we could see her boobies. <laughs> That's an important way of looking these days. That's right. Um, I'm not sure uh, what is going on with... Um, well, I loved Kim Kardashian. Had a great dress, and she was wearing a, car, a Chanel vintage bag in her hand and she's back to wearing heavy jewelry yes but i jennifer coolidge her gown was so gorgeous it was a balmain gown but they gave her she's got some kind of a bang thing going on Mm. that's a little different but anyway that was a very pretty pretty dress doja cat's dress is just tragic it looks like Thank you. She looks like she's in nylons and she's stuffed into a Kleenex box. <laughs> Don't you remember though? She's got nylons pulled up yeah. over her boobs. And remember, yeah. she wore the red all over thing in yeah. Paris. Mm-hmm. She's just she's got an interesting taste. Yeah. Or whoever dresses her. All right, I've got to <laughs> say something. Okay. Um. So this is just breaking news. Mm-hmm. Um. There is a new whiskey out, and if you love. Elvis's beloved peanut butter, banana, and bacon sandwich. I can honestly say I've never had one, although they serve them at Graceland in the cafeteria. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is Elvis whiskey is coming out near you, and it's a rye and Tennessee whiskey, and um, it is going to be out, and it's called Elvis whiskey, a midnight snack. So watch for that. That looks good. Is this from El- from Graceland Enterprises? It this must is be from, if they're calling it Elvis. They um, call it Elvis. They have to, but yeah. I haven't read the whole thing. I will give okay. you the complete update tomorrow on this. Um, yeah, who knows? But peanut butter whiskey is pretty good, but it gives you a headache. Even well, if yeah. you even just have a little bit, for some reason, I just... It, oh, gosh. Yucky. Tonight... The big things that are happening, it's James Corden's last night of his talk show, Mm -hmm. Carpool Karaoke, the the compendium or whatever is going to be on at 9 o'clock on CBS, and then his show is going to be on later, and on his show tonight, his final, final, final guests are going to be Harry um, Styles and Will Ferrell. And then you are going to be treated, Mm -hmm. or painfully treated, to um, Tom Cruise performing musical theater as he teams up with James Corden to take part in a number during the Lion King 
at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood. But you remember... Shame. He, Shame. No, he did, he did Rock of Rock Ages. Rock of Ages. I loved him in Rock of Ages. He was yeah. in a movie. He's yeah. singing, so he can do this. Yeah. So, But, you know, you can just see him. James, I need to... I must be a part of your final thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get back in with the people. Right. You could just see it. Um, on Watch What Happens Live, Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson are on. And tomorrow night, their um, TV show... Fatal Attraction, the TV show, is starting on Paramount Plus. Actually, it's on Sunday. What are your thoughts about that? Um, well, Grant told us about the twist in it. Now I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah, in it's himself. One? Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. yes. After he, he's in um, prison. Yes. yes. 15 yeah. years after yes. the murder. Right. That could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in watching that. No wonder I was looking for, for it on the DVR and Showtime. No, it is not. It's on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also tonight, um, Seth Meyers sitting down with Amy Poehler and Lucinda Williams. Like and um, Love and Death on HBO. We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. And Sweet Tooth. You guys both. Oh, love that oh show. That's, back. that's coming it's back. back. Is it back two. right now? All Netflix? eight seasons are available today. Episodes. Oh, all the new. Oh, my gosh. I know what I'm doing tonight. All <laughs> of them are back. I'm going to have to watch that last episode of the first season, Greg, because it's been like two years it since has. we've seen Sweet Tooth. Oh, that was a pandemic show. That was me. Me. totally me a pandemic show. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. You just made my day. This oh. is Awesome. That was easy. I know. I know. I get impressed pretty easily. I yes. like that. Oh. The NFL draft, of course, is happening. And as Dr. Ruth says, watch it naked so you can feel, feel the, the draft. draft. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And this sounds interesting to me. Um, there was a best-selling book called The Gentle Art of Sweet Swedish Death Cleaning. Do you remember this book? I don't, I don't either at all. Mm-mm. But it's based on... Swedish people have a group of people that are death cleaners. It's an organizer, a designer, and a psychologist that help people organize their homes and lives before it's too late when they are facing a terminal Mm -hmm. illness. Mm -hmm. And so Amy Poehler is doing this. It's eight different episodes. And these, a designer, psychologist, and an organizer are come to America to help people. And so there's eight different ones of these. And if she's Is it a reality show? It's a reality show. And it's streaming on Peacock. And it's starting tonight, I know. And then the last seven episodes of Firefly Lane, which I know you didn't watch at all, are landing tonight on Netflix. Um, Did you stick with that show, Firefly Lane? I... You did? Yeah. You know, the gray and coldy nights, I got back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the book. I love the book. I want to see this end. Okay. I really, I'm ready. What's her name? Catherine from Grey's Anatomy is in it? Mm -hmm. Yes. I want to, I just want to see it happen. Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk. And there's a hot guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's in the Virgin River catalog. You know, it's in that. Yes, it is. It's it's not going to be anything. Virgin River is even a little slower, I think, this Mm -hmm. year. I kind of quit that one. You did. But you're right. You're right. And then, I don't know, did you guys ever watch this, The Patient with Steve Carell? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. That was. That was dark. That was a very, okay. that's the opposite of Firefly Lane. <laughs> okay. okay. But it's on FX tonight. So the if you season? missed it last fall. Oh, I, okay. It's just starting I, over a replay. I mm-hmm. think they're starting it over. Mm-hmm. But that was disturbing. Well, I mean, 
It's just, a, just a dark it, show. You, it's not what you expect from Steve Carell. No. You know, you usually see him. Even It's kind of like, you know, when we saw him in uh, the morning show, we were kind of like, hey, this is just a yeah, different He's a psychologist of- who yeah. gets kidnapped by a serial killer who wants him to stop making him kill. Yes. And then oh, he's like sitting in a room locked Chained up. Chained up. And, and it's and Dominic he, uh, Gleason. Oh, it's, he's very good in it. But it is a dark show. Casey yeah. and I were just like, oh, my God. We watched it show. and we liked it. But it wasn't like, you know, it's not like a visually stimulating. It's very sit down conversation in depth. It's mm-hmm. you got to think you got to pay attention. Yeah. And the ending. All right. Mm. Oh, dear. And did you guys finish? Lori, did you finish the one that you were watching? Um, Rabbit Hole? I never finished I never it. With Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, I you, forgot about it. But you told us about it. Yeah, I watched it. I watched like three episodes, oh, but okay. I never went back to it. We forgot about it. I heard it's great. My dad loves it. Yeah. I need to remember. I need to uh, remind Casey. Yeah. Well, we just haven't been home, but yes, yeah, thank you for reminding me. All right, because I had that down to question. And then, Grant, I have a question for you about Mrs. Davis. Yeah. Did I, you ever go back? I did go back, and I am finding that this show, it's just a bad production. It's a great story, but produced horribly. All right. So I'm liking the writing, but I'm having, I'm hate watching it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I understand oh, that. I've done That's, that several times. You two are more shows. alike than you know. I know. All right. <laughs> Separated birth. Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.